Hey y'all, welcome to the Dollars in the Class podcast where we talk about money with a little bit of class. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tosin. And in today's episode, we're putting on our entrepreneurial hats and we're going to get into this combo about startups and then also continue our conversation about entrepreneurships. So, Rachel, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Today's been a crazy day, but girl, we're going to move past that and we're... <laughs> We're going to do what we need to do because I think this conversation is going to be really interesting because, well, we're kind of starting a startup. Right. So I think this is going to be very, very good for anybody who is out there wanting to get into the startup journey. But do you want to talk about what startups are? Are you really about to assume that these people don't know what a startup is? Well, some people don't know. Like, I would say some people don't know. Oh, There's yeah. people listening who probably don't know what a startup is. And for you, I'm going to say a startup is basically a company that's in the starting early stages, but eventually working its way to become a bigger company. So you can think of Facebook when Mark Zuckerberg was in college. It was a startup at the time. And now mm. it's obviously Facebook meta. It's not your local mom and pop shop, although it is a business, but it wouldn't be classified as a startup because they most likely don't want it to be as big where they're making franchises. Okay. So it's like, not, not like a small business, but like a business that's small right now, but plans on being big kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to imagine like, can you like, have you ever like try to put yourself in like Mark Zuckerberg's shoes? I wonder how people have that drive to like, just decide I'm going to like, change the world what do you think that attraction is for people to just throw themselves into that world i've listened to certain people and they have visions for their startup and they have reasons for why they started their startup some people do it because they have a founder story they're attached to the cause or the problem that they're trying to solve i think in mark's situation he just saw a great idea and he was like oh <laughs> let's jump on it before somebody else does and the crazy story about Facebook is it wasn't really Mark's idea. So, well, there's that. (laughs) Um, You don't know the story of Facebook. It was started by the Winklevoss twins. Um, Winklevoss or Winklevoss? Whichever one it is, but it was a Winkle twin. But they came up with the idea of Facebook and they took it to Mark and they were like, oh, you code. So can you code this for us? And he kind of like took the idea and ran with it because he's the technical arm of the whole operation. And yeah. But have you ever just thought about like, what's the reason for like wanting to put yourself through all that stress? Like entrepreneurship and starting businesses is... It's not easy work at all. Like, what is it that people are like so attracted to about that world? You know what I'm saying? I think we can talk about like the thrill of just being your own boss and having freedom and creative control and knowing that whatever I do, like I get to decide what happens to this company tomorrow. So if I want to go public, if I want to stay private, if I want to add a line of socks if i want to make it a franchise if i want to whatever i want to do with the company i can essentially do with the company there's so much that we have planned for pretty girls budget that we have planned and we know where we want to get it to but we have that control because we own most of the company so 
it's better for us because we find this more fun than going to an environment where the plans have already been set for you. And also like thinking about it for me, I think one of the most exciting parts about entrepreneurship is like, I can really make my own schedule. I am not, okay, public disclaimer, I <laughs> actually am a night owl. Like I will stay up till like me four too. or five in the morning. But then I'm also like, I can be a morning person, but then most days I will say I'm not. So like, I just love the fact that I could just be whatever I want, whatever day I want to. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm trying to force myself to be a morning person. Yeah. But I do know that I love working better at night. And that's the great thing. Yeah. Like I own my company so I can work on it whenever I, I want to essentially because nobody, I'm my own boss. So there's no one emailing me and like, you know, have you met those deliverables? The only person emailing me is Tosin and <laughs> I don't be emailing that much. Let's be real. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Even at that, like sometimes I think about it too. It's like, yeah, that sounds cute and all, but then at the same time, you're only making money as hard as you're working. So it's like mm -hmm. the potential is there. But like if mm -hmm. you're not putting in those hours, if you're not like really putting in that work. You just might not get that far, so. Yeah, they say that entrepreneurs work like 80 hours a week to avoid working for 40 hours a week, which is... Isn't that crazy? It's crazy because it's like you doing your own thing, you're working way more at this thing than you would if you had a regular nine to five. But I think it's like we have said, the, some people just don't like the rat race and they don't like... It's for for some people, it's better to do something that they're truly passionate about. And they know that whatever they're doing, it's going towards something that they truly genuinely care about. There's a difference between like working hard towards somebody else's dream and then working hard towards yours. Like mm -hmm. time flies when you're doing something that you love. So I feel like that 80 hours, I don't feel it. Yes, so. it does. Like there's some times that I'll be up and before I know it, it's like 7 a.m. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I started this at like 10 p.m. Why is it 7 a.m.? And you just don't know. The journey can be crazy. Like, let's be honest. Like, we've heard the stories about all these companies that like show up, then disappear overnight. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot that goes into the world of entrepreneurship for real. yeah there's so many like i think there's so many startups every single year and that's like with the startup culture there's always going to be like everybody is trying to hop on the newest trend ai is the big thing right now so everybody is making an ai startup like i'm at pitch competitions and if i don't hear five things about ai I, I think I'm in the wrong place. There's a lot, like you're competing with a lot of people. It's a very competitive field. And with everything that's been going on, the Silicon Valley bank crashing and startups just not g getting as much money because a lot of investors are not getting the return on their investments, it's becoming harder and harder to create a startup. Dang, I didn't even think about that. Like the condition of the economy and stuff still influencing even startups. Yeah, that's why it's really important to plan and make sure that you know that, okay, maybe at this moment, we're not getting the traction that we need, but we still know how to sustain ourselves for the long run because we're actually in here for the long run. We're not just 
creating one quick quick one buck thing that we're just going to get money from real quick and maybe sell but this is something that we really want to be able to impact people's lives so depending on the startup that you're doing you have to be able to plan and say how long do i want this and create an exit strategy because mm-hmm. the money can come the money can flow in but every time you get an investment you have to 10x that investment so we could be so happy that okay we're getting but we have to be able to basically give our investors $1 million in a set amount of time. That could be a lot of pressure, I feel like. Because I feel like a lot of companies that I can, at least for me coming into it, I always kind of had the mentality that like when they give you the money, you plant it straight into the business. And it's like, okay, thank you very much. See you eventually when we make money. But like, no, they... (laughs) no they have dates they're like okay yeah i give you this money today so when am i gonna see my return like and you're giving a certain percentage of your company so they do have certain controls and certain powers if you're giving a certain amount like depending on what your company is valued at you're essentially getting a loan so you have to you have to give that money back or give some type of equity and people want their money they're not just giving you free money but You know, there have been people who have made good amounts of money from this startup game. We can talk about people like Whitney Wolf Heard. She started Bumble after being sexually harassed at Tinder. Scumbags. Um, (laughs) She started Bumble after being sexually harassed at Tinder. And she was the VP of marketing over there. And I guess whatever she took from Tinder, she went and she started her own company, Bumble. But she's been in this space And now she's the youngest woman to take a company public at only 31 years old. And I think Bumble is valued at like $3 billion or more. I'm not sure, but it's pretty hefty. Yeah. I'm even thinking like there's other people like um, this company I love. I think it's called Topicals. This, um, this, or is it Faded? Faded Topicals, the skincare brand Mm -hmm. by um, I love their eye bags. I love their um what is it their their face cream it's not a face cream what is it I love their um their eye bag depuffer or brightener it's really really good I love the faded serum more than anything because for some reason I was blessed with hyperpigmentation so are we all blessed with hyperpigmentation as women of color it's I think crazy. as a woman of color, you're going to deal with that in some way, shape, or form. And shout out to Faded for creating right? something like that. Olamide and Claudia out. ate. Like, Olamide and Claudia really ate with that. And that goes back to what we were saying. Like, they found a problem. They found something that's bigger than just them. Something that, a lot, like, everybody, everybody deals with this thing. And they were like, why not use our skills to help? You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. I learned that they actually started as pre-med students on the dermatology track. And then they decided to take that risk and chase their dreams. Like, That's actually dope because yeah. I remember when I was like in high school transitioning to college, I was like, I want to be in medicine, but I don't know if surgeon is the right one. So I was like, oh, let me be a dermatologist. But then I found out like being a dermatologist, you have to deal with other stuff besides just facials. So I was like, okay, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not my path. No, but shout out to 
faded because I definitely use their eye mask and they're great. Now I also use their serum and they also have a spray. So just patronize faded. Like <laughs> just I can't get over the fact that they were just like us, like college age kids, like just sitting mm -hmm. in their dorm and then they were like, Yeah, I wanna make a multi million dollar company today. <laughs> like that doesn't if they've raised millions of dollars and it's just it's so encouraging, especially for us, because we're also on our way. We're on our way. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, but I think one thing that people don't talk about is just being able to be adaptable and resilient in these times. Like, mm. everybody wants to start a company. <laughs> we want to start a company but there are moments and we're just being real there's moments that i've gone back to god and i'm just like god is this really the path that you have me on <laughs> because if it's not tell me now and i will turn around because you feel like you're putting so much work in and you're not seeing the immediate reward you're not seeing it get to where it needs to be and you feel like oh i need to give up yeah some people like a lot of these companies that like you see are coming out of nowhere they've been there for probably like seven years and the great thing i think though about having a steady growth is i've seen a lot of companies also fail because they had such rapid growth mm. and they didn't know how to handle that growth if you're planning like okay we have an app and we want to have at least ten thousand users by the end of the year. And what happens when you get 1 million users? How do you adapt to that? You mm. have to hire new workers, but you don't have the time to really sit down and source the workers and source who's gonna be on the team. So you do have some bad apples come on and it can be hard to litigate and manage and just know like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do or that's what I'm supposed to do, but everything's just happening so fast and it's coming at you. But then when everything is happening slower, you feel like, am I even doing anything at all? It all goes back to kind of like the visualization and the realization of your potential at the beginning too. Like, don't underestimate yourself because especially if it's something that you were really called to do, once you get there, it'll be too late. You should have been planning and you should have been ready before you get there. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes like, a lot of people think people are just into business because of money mm -hmm. and they're just here for the money and, oh, they're just trying to make money. I actually don't like when people start businesses and all they're thinking about is money because you can only get to a certain point with that. Like, yeah, the money is good and the money is going to come. But if you focus on the money right away, it, it's not going to be as fulfilling as you think it's not all about the money we're genuinely passionate about what we're doing and i think a lot of people who have gotten to where they need to be they are genuinely passionate about what they're doing i was listening to a founder story and it was the founder of calendly i don't know if you know calendly but the guy his name is tobe watona oh nigerian Hello, Nigerian, by the way. We're born Nigerian. in Lagos. Wow. Top yeah, yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> was talking about how he wanted to start so many businesses and how he had, he created a, a I think, a um, a projector business. He was selling projectors. Wow. He was selling a lot of stuff. He was hustling. Like a true Nigerian boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but the thing is like his number one thing was like the money the money the money but when he created calendly the difference with it wasn't just about the money he was really fed up <laughs> with people sending him emails back and forth trying to schedule a meeting it's like we sent 15 emails just for one meeting wow. there has to be an easier way to do this so there was a frustration with what he was feeling and he created something to solve that problem. So you have to genuinely want to solve a problem. <laughs> you know why did Tosi's light just go out? But any <laughs> Sorry guys for that brief intermission. Um but yeah, like I was saying, you have to genuinely want to solve a problem and make sure that you're passionate about it. We're not saying that you should be finding a cure to cancer because why no not why (laughs) (laughs) okay not why not why but like that's not your skill set you have to genuinely be like okay i actually want to solve this problem like i want to do something about this like i'm actually tired of this or be genuinely passionate about it It can't just be for like oh i want to make money Yeah, yeah the money's gonna come the money's always going to come Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that it's bigger than the money. Seriously. Like, people really forget that. Like, there's enough money to go to go around. Like, it's going to come. Like, and I, I think it comes from a scarcity mindset sometimes. Like, people just don't think that there's enough money to go around in this world. The 1%, they have a lot of money. And half of them want to give it up. Half of them literally want to give it up. Well, not half of them. No, but they do because they know that once they give it to the right people, they'll just make more back. Like, it never... Yeah, they want to invest it, not give it up. Okay, fine. They want to get it back. I don't don't think the plan was to give it up. The plan was to invest so that they can (laughs) get more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get get my point. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's a lot of money in this world. Sometimes when you think that there's not enough money to go around and like, I got to get to the bag, get to the bag. People are still getting to this bag and we never see the bag. They're (laughs) always getting to a bag. It's just really important that when you do make that decision that you're going to enter this very daunting world of entrepreneurship and startups and businesses that you try and go in with your best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to, you really want to make sure that you take the time to formulate your idea in a way that it's groundbreaking. How are you contributing to the businesses that we already have? How are you contributing to the market that we already have? I think that's the beauty that that's what really pushes people above everyone else. The Bumble example that you gave us was really interesting because at first I was listening to it and I was like, okay, she worked at Tinder, then she just went and made her own Tinder, but not really, right? Because Bumble mm-hmm. is like a, it's like a an adaptation or like a, a groundbreaking, right like um, yeah, it's a us. different, it's a different way to look at dating because like most dating, usually men approach women or like if you go on other dating sites you know, men like swipe or pick you. But Bumble has the idea that, oh no, women are going to pick. They're going to make the first move. So it gives women the power essentially. And that's something different because it really helps like some women because, you know, they want to have that power to make the first move into date. It's not personally my cup of tea, but yeah, 
it's great for some women and <laughs> it's great for them. Yeah, it's good for them, you know? It works for them. Clearly, it's valued at $3 billion. It's valued at $3 billion. So it's a great move and it's a great, it's a great thing for a lot of women. But at the end of the day, it's not easy. Like, that's something that I've really had to wake up and realize. Like, as much as we love it, as much as we are so passionate about what we're doing, this, like Rachel said earlier, like you were really like waking yourself up, sending yourself emails, <laughs> sending. <laughs> like this. No, it's so weird when we literally text like, okay, so we're going to have this meeting. Yeah, okay. And then I send you an email pretending to be <laughs> the <laughs> HR. No, like you are the CEO. You're the HR person. You're the marketing person. You're you're the coffee guy you're the cleaner <laughs> you are everything all the hats it gets hard but the sweetness when you get there to where you're trying to get to mm-hmm. is unmatched so yeah know. there's no such thing as overnight success like there's no such thing as overnight success like we said most of these companies that you see that kind of come out of nowhere they have been in fruition for many many years that you did not see behind closed doors and it's just it's just a matter and just the way life is it takes seven years to achieve overnight success and mm-hmm. that's just something that you have to go into knowing knowing what it is yeah that's the truth of it but you know don't let that discourage you you know this is the time, like whatever time, whatever age you are, whatever time in your life you're at, this is the time to reach for your goals, reach for your dreams and give it a shot because you're going to yeah. do it eventually. I feel like everybody tries to push their dreams aside and mm-hmm. then eventually they end up coming back to it. So just try it out now. Put your best foot forward. Come up with your plan. Find people who have similar mindsets as you and just give it your best and if it doesn't work out it wasn't meant to but i doubt it won't work Mm -hmm. especially if you plan well yeah and i think we can share some of the things that we've been doing in our journey we're still not where we need to be but we can just share some of the things that we've been doing um to raise money and to kind of keep things afloat (laughs) i would say i mean i started i started pgb with the idea while I was in college. But then I came to Tosin with the idea and she was like, what? That's <laughs> that's kind of a good idea. So like she jumped at the idea and we were like, okay, we're going to be partners. We're going to do this. We've discussed a lot of stuff together and, you know, know how we want to like move forward and everything. Things are going to be changed. But one thing we've like taken advantage of is pitch competitions if you're in college, like there's probably like a business center at your school. So you can make use of that. If you're thinking of starting a startup, like go to the business center and ask them, do they have any type of competitions, pitch stuff? Um, my first pitch competition was during homecoming. I pitched like on a stage and I was like, this is my company. I <laughs> want to create a startup for like young girls to learn about finance, but in a fun way. <laughs> And I got second place. And that was when I won the first little seed money for PGB. 
and at the time I just I didn't even know what this was going to be um somebody that I met in that competition she sent me another pitch and I did that and <laughs> turned into more money okay. and then I did another and then I did another one and then I got more money so we're still doing more. We just did one last week and we won. <laughs> so we've just um we've just been pitching about our business, getting comfortable with talking about our business. I remember one time me and Tosin were up, I think what was it, till six AM because we were finishing our pitch deck. Oh my god. Oh, that was a crazy night. I remember the next day I had work and I had because my um job was like remote, I had both laptops open. I would just be responding to emails and responding to messages and still editing this pitch deck because it had to be perfect. <laughs> like it was just like we we're like, oh my gosh, we we're just going back and forth, looking at the wording, making sure that we had our mission value, everything together and Unfortunately, we didn't get that competition, but we knew what we were missing. And every single day we're making steps, we're doing things all the time. And with more traction, we know that we're going to get to the point where we're going to get the investment that we need. And also, we're also being intentional about what we're applying to and making sure these companies align with our values because not all money is good money. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that you're getting the money from the right people and they know what you have planned for this and they support what you have planned for this. So they're not trying to change your idea. That's valid. I didn't even really think about that because especially with, with money comes power. I think that's, I don't know how the saying goes. So mm -hmm. sometimes if when you take money from those people, I mean, they take on a little bit more power than they're supposed to, but they really only take on as much as you let them. Yeah, that's why it's really important to really have a good team by your side and knowing that you know people have your back and they're giving you the right advice and you have the right people that you're doing this with i'm so happy to be doing this with tosi like i've mentioned so many times our communication is like sorry why <laughs> our communication <laughs> i can't stand her but our <laughs> communication is really really good and we're able to really understand each other even when we're arguing yeah it's surprising which is like very very and i think it's just because of our personalities i think it works it's very very different because we're both very different people but we're able to understand each other and we're able to hear each other i think that's the most important thing it's there's a special patience that we've developed for each other <laughs> <laughs> and, no but it's impressive like it's because but then again it goes back to this is not just about us personally mm -hmm. we have a mission we have a goal we're gonna get there yeah um, yeah and if you have a mission you have a goal you are chasing at something you're trying to achieve something you're gonna get there as long as you put your best foot forward you have a good team and you know how you're gonna move forward we're talking about investors and Sometimes, like we were saying, not all money is good money. And sometimes you may not need investors. You may not need somebody to come and help you. You can bootstrap it. You can get loans. You can, you know, have your family pitch in. And there's so many ways to get the thing done. And sometimes it does not take going to a VC to get investors money. 
and also do your research like find those little nooks and crannies that you can sneak into in that market that you're trying to access yeah just because somebody's already done the idea that's similar to yours doesn't mean that your version isn't still groundbreaking like we showed with the previous example just find what makes you unique makes your idea unique and drive go full force with that yeah like with a business plan you need a business plan you need a pitch deck and you need a one pager because there's some people that you're going to talk to about your business that you're not going to show them the whole business plan right you're not going to sit there sometimes and run through a pitch deck so you use a one pager and you should also have like a 90 second pitch about your business that you can talk to anybody about we just created one and that's what we used for our last pitch competition but there's, you should have a shortened and long version of your business and you should be able to talk about your business. Like somebody should wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you, what is your business? What's your startup? And you're like, my startup is da 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 And that, yeah. that is my startup. So you should get more comfortable with talking about it and not be shy because when you're starting this journey, <laughs> you are a little shy. Sometimes people used to ask me, what is PGB all about? And I'd be shy. I'd be like, it's about, well, yeah. (laughs) Wait, that's so me. I thought it was just me because I was like, wait, um, it's, well, like, you know, it's this. But I feel like I'm not giving it the full picture. So I'm so happy that, like, oh, my God. But I think, like, after we've done, like, the pitches, and we're also getting validation from very good companies. Yeah. So I think we sometimes we get the confidence now and we're like, PGB is a community that helps. Like, you know, like we talk about the business a lot more because we've been talking about it so much. Like I'm at job interviews talking about PGB. <laughs> like I'm letting everybody know because even if I don't get this job, at least you gonna know about PGB. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you might not want to hire me but you can invest in me (laughs) no seriously you can become a partner you can you know do any just get your business out there talk about your business talk about your venture talk about your startup talk about it because you do not know who you are talking to it about and you do not know where your next funding could come from but i think that's all that i have for today's topic this is good. <laughs> this is really good. This is great. I really enjoyed this topic because mm. this is, guys, this is like a reflection of our lives right now. So. Yeah, and we're gonna like probably do another. You know, yeah. we'll come back and touch on this again because we are in the startup phase, but we can go more in depth about like pitch decks and all of that stuff. We've raised over ten thousand dollars for our business, and that's been great because. We're only seven months <laughs> starting this. And I just think that's a great thing for where we are because we're not super ahead in our professional spaces. We do not have all the connections, but we are young hustlers who are trying and making sure that, you know, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna do better as we continue to move forward. 
with that, we must bid you adieu for the night. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode on startups and entrepreneurships. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video version of the podcast because you can't be listening to everything we're saying and not seeing the facial expressions. Like, what are and you seeing doing? the lip gloss. Like, like, it's dollars and lip gloss. How are you finna hear about the dollars and not see the and, lip gloss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune into the lip gloss. <laughs>